Welcome to the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host, Kara McCarran. On this podcast, you will find tips on business, relationships, and personal growth. I keep it real. I keep it honest, but I say it with love. As a coach and entrepreneur of over 20 years, I have a whole host of takes on all aspects of personal development. So grab a coffee and buckle up. This Hey everybody, this is the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host, Kara McCarran, and this is episode 146, How I Fucked Up Over and Over Again. Yeah. I mean, this is a juicy topic. It's um, one that I think if more entrepreneurs were honest about, we would have a much better go of it. Um, and what I mean by that is we would have a much um, more honest conversation about what entrepreneurship is actually like versus what we think it should be like. So that's what today's chat is about. Um, and, and the other thing is like talking about how, um, like it's okay to admit that you've fucked up or screwed up. I won't use the F word that many times today. Maybe I will. Um, but it's like, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where we're conditioned to like, not tell tell each other, talk about, you know, the mess ups we've had over time and in our business and all this stuff, because like, there's so many reasons, but probably like the top couple of reasons are one, you don't want your competitors to think there's something wrong with the way you're doing things. Number two, uh, you don't like admitting you're, you've screwed up because you don't want clients to think that you're not capable. Um, and then your peers and then your family and then yourself. Right. So it's like all these layers of, I don't want to admit when I'm wrong, or I don't want to admit when, admit when I've screwed up because ego is in there and ego is telling you all these millions of ways, you know, why you shouldn't be honest. Well, that's horseshit. Why is that horseshit? Because if you can't admit it, when you've screwed up, you can't fix it. Like that's, that's it right there. There's no other, um, way around it. Like if you've not, if you're not able to like out loud, say, Oh my God, I fucked up. Then you're in trouble sister. Cause let me tell you, when you start a business, you're going to do that a whole lot. There's a lot of ways you're going to mess, mess it up or mess things up. So let me think, what are some of the ways that I would cl call classic fuck ups in my business? Um, well, I would say one of the biggest things is taking my foot off the pedal. Um, so stopping really pushing when things were on fire, why might somebody do that? Well, somebody might do that because they're, um, it's unfamiliar territory. Maybe, you know, your business is humming along and you're making all this money. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, what the hell? I don't know what's going on. I better. Yeah. I better just quit this. I better slow down. Cause I can't handle it. Um, that's one, one, kind of area that you might notice. Um, but slowing down when things are hot in your business, you know, can really fuck it up. Like it, it makes it so you have to start over or maybe not start over, but really like, so I'll give you an example. Um, my business partner, Ken and I are, we're, we're scaling the content company finally after seven years in business. And why I say finally, and this is full transparency, like you guys know, I'm never full of, you know, I'm always going to tell you what's up. I'm always going to tell you what's real for me and what's real for my life. Ken is an incredible uh, writer and he's an incredible um, marketer, like in terms of ideas, 
but he's really shitty at execution. So for the whole time we've had our business, I've been looking at it with this larger vision and he's digging in the weeds. And so we've always crossed and missed on every attempt to scale. So what's different now? Well, diff what's different now is we've hired a coach. We're in a mastermind group with digital agencies and other people in our area, in our space. And he has to show up now, not for me, but for the people, you know, like for our coach, he has to, there's no, there's no other way, right? Like he's, he's gonna, he has to do what we're told to do because now it's not about showing up for me. It's about showing up on for somebody else. So for a while, he and I just sort of like, he said it today on our coaching call. He's like, yeah, we just kind of tolerated the content company. And that's a really good way to put it. Neither of us were really like, I felt, I mean, I'm sitting in my office right now in my new, my new condo, my new apartment, and I can see 15 or 20, maybe 30 lanyards from all the trade shows. Like I really did try to scale, but when you have a partnership like that, you need both people to buy in or it's just not going to work. And he never bought in. Now he's buying in, which is why it's going to work this time. But like, you know, it, you need both people hands on deck, whatever, whatever. So for a long time, I just was like, I would try something and he would be kind of lukewarm about it. And then he'd be busy digging in the weeds and running the day-to-day -day operations. And I'm like, yo, I'm over here. I want to make this a huge company. And so we would just get up to these like impasses where nothing was actually happening. So it was tolerating the business is a really good way to put it. I focused on starting. She's the owner two years ago. He was like, meh, I'm going to just kind of get shit done and make sure our clients are happy, whatever. So now he and I are both in it to win it. But where did we screw up? Where did the fuck up happen? How many times? Well, probably dropping the ball, even though, you know, like I, it had to happen, I guess the way it had to happen, but dropping the ball on the company really took, impacted things poorly. We didn't have to, like, we noticed a 50% decrease and we're still a multiple six figure company, but we would have been further ahead, but we noticed about a 50% decrease in, in our revenue in, uh, 20 at, by the end of 2019 and 2020 and 2021 is much better than the other two years. But did we have to see that type of dip that for that long term? No, totally not. What happened? Well, we just didn't care. We didn't care. So that's, that might be one way I screwed up. Um, what's another way? Not listening to my instinct, man. That's a huge one. Like ladies, if you're in business or even if you're at a job and I talk about this constantly about like not listening to your instincts, like many of you know, whoops, um, my story about taking a partner on in the content company within the first year. And it was the wrongest thing I could have done. And I knew it was wrong and I didn't listen to my instincts and I didn't listen to intuition. And I went ahead and did the thing anyway. Um, and it's like, when I think about how badly that could have impacted us, it scares me. And thankfully we were able to get out of it because the guy just completely shit the bed. But that's one way that I, that I would call a fuck up. Like I didn't, I knew it. I knew it from the minute we sat down. I knew it, um, that, you know, this wasn't a good thing. This wasn't going to end well, all the things. And I just disregarded it. Um, spending money that we didn't need to spend in the content company, that would be some ways that I've messed up. And, and again, like, right. I don't want you sitting there thinking, oh, I'm going to feel shitty about myself. And I want to, you know, talk about all the ways that fucked up. No, but it's important to acknowledge it so that you can learn from it. Like, are there times when I didn't need to, I'm looking at right, right. As we speak, my, eye just looked over to inbound 2016. 
Um, and 20, 2016 was the year I purchased the $30,000 booth and 30,000 was, um, after ex like my team came and all the other things, but, and it's more expensive now. I think it's like, I think it might be actually 30 K just to get in. Actually, I don't even know if they're going to have inbound. Probably not. Um, I digress. So that I could have looked at that and I could have been like, Oh, you know, cause it was a considerable, we didn't have that money just laying around. We had to budget. We had to pay, make payments. Like it was a big effing deal to do inbound. Right. And did it work the way that I needed it to for sure? Not mm -mm. no way financially. No, we didn't make our money back even slightly. And here's my biggest problem with the way they do like it. So HubSpot is who does inbound. The, my biggest issue with how they do it is, is they only allow you to have connections with people face-to-face. -face. You're not allowed to have a scanner. So I had, you know, thousands of people at my booth over that, the course of those five days. And all of them, if you've ever been to a show like this, they want to talk to the founder of the company if they can. And and that's what happened. So I would have a lineup of 20, 30, 40 people snaking around the booth waiting to talk to me. And I just couldn't talk to everybody. And so we did a couple contests, whatever. We got, you know, like 400 out of 20,000 people there. We got 400 like cards, nothing really good, nothing really exciting. And so it was a waste because I can't physically have 20,000 conversations, but I sure as shit could have had, you know, 10 or let's call it two, 3000 scans of people that came to my booth. And I think it's fucked. Like I understand what their, their purpose is. Sorry, Paul's coming in. Um, I understand what their purpose is of trying to make you have connections. I understand that that's the type of marketer I am, but in those situations, you have 20,000 people and let's say 50 booths of people who, who've spent a considerable amount of money, especially the new people, right? Like that was it. That's all I could spend was that money. I couldn't do, you know, different events. I couldn't do any of the extra shit. I was like, this is tapping us out and I'm going to do it, um, like this, this was it. This was the only thing I could do. Um, so for us, it was a, it was a terrible argument. There was no case for me to go again next year. And so was that a fuck up? Yep. Did I do better when I went as a participant and attendee and meet lots? Yep. I sure did. But you know, um, like it is what it is, right? So I could look at all of those situations. I'm trying to think if there's anything major, like I've made hires that were not good that you, you know, how many, like, I've just, there's so many little things that I've screwed up on, or I've done that I shouldn't have done or whatever, whatever. But like, here's, what's real about it. If you don't like, first of all, catalog it, write it down, write down a list of 10 of the things that you think, holy shit, that was a mistake. And then I want you to look at that list and say, okay, why was this a good thing? I'm not sitting here trying to tell you to feel bad about yourself and just walk away, go have a coffee feeling like shit. I'm saying, look at that list and start getting curious. You know, it's my favorite thing to say, get curious, get curious about how is this a good thing? So how is inbound a good thing for me? Well, I know I'll never do it again. Right. Um, I enjoyed the experience. I had a really good time. It was a lot of fun. So there's like a lot of, you know, you can always, you can look for what's wrong and you can look for what's right, but write down a list of the top five or 10 things you've done in your business that you think, Oh man, I screwed that up. And then write the beside it. Why was this good? Why was it good? And focus on that. So I hope that was helpful.
Um, I mean, I'm sure I could sit here and think of 20 other ways I've screwed up in my business or my life or whatever. But again, look at, look, always, you know, Tony says it, life is happening for you, not to you. And the same goes for mistakes. Look for at your mistakes and say, listen, like, how is this a good thing for me? What did I learn from this? And go from there. I love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.